Good morning. Welcome to the services here at La Prada Drive. So glad to be here. Glad to, to see you. Trust you've had a good week. If you're visiting with us this morning, especially glad that you're with us. Hope that you come back and visit every opportunity that you get. Hope that you'll stick around for a few minutes after service. Give us the opportunity to say hello, introduce ourselves. But most of all, thank you for being here. You know, this morning, I would ask you, the Bible charges us as believers to be different. <clears throat> Have you ever given much thought as to what that means? I mean, naturally, when we think of being different, we think of how we engage in our lives, such as how we make decisions, how we're viewed publicly from those around us, being a light into God's word, making us a peculiar people. And that thought is correct, but have you ever given really much thought into how that applies to our self-worth? How that applies to our self-esteem? You see, how we perceive ourselves, our self-esteem directly impacts everything we do in life. It ties straight into how we perceive the world and what's taking place. And it changes. If we have positive self-worth, positive self-esteem, we tend to take things as they come from a positive standpoint. But when we find ourselves struggling with self-esteem, struggling with value in our life, it brings about a, a different mindset. It's at that point that we start questioning things. It causes a lot of havoc in our spiritual walk with God. You see, when we fail to place our value in this life on God's word, the scripture, we start placing our worth in the things of the world. And as Christians, we have a healthy awareness of who we are when we consider our position with Christ. In Romans 1, verse 27, I apologize, that's not the right verse. I'll base it. Romans 1, verse 27 reads, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. You see here at this point, we know that each of us has been created in the image of God. Then in Jeremiah 1, verse 5, it reads, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I adorned thee a prophet unto the nations. Now think about that. Before we were ever conceived, 
God knew us. We know that life begins when two cells become one. Yet our Father knew each and every one of us before life began. We were a thought before we were in the womb. What that means to us is that there was forethought before our life came into existence. When we read that he sanctified us, it means that he set us apart. And then he ordained us as prophets. See, our personal worth is inseparable, inseparably tied to our relationship with God. And our worth to God was there before we were even conceived in our mother's womb. And the reason that each of us today has worth is because the value God placed on us when he created us, and he created each and every one of us perfect. You see, we are the product of his creativity and his love. And that cannot ever change. It's not something that we can lose, even if we tried. We are unique to our Lord and Savior. Now, when we come to church, it's easy to just assume that everyone's doing great, right? It's easy to assume that life's moving right along. We look at our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we we have this image of a perfect life. Take the challenges in stride. After all, when we visit with each other after church, before church, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? We give indications that life is perfect, but yet that's not the case. It's a preconceived notion. You see, our church is just like any other group of people that has ever existed. We have those amongst us that really, really struggle in how they view themselves. They struggle in finding value to their life. And unfortunately, because this is perceived as a weakness, oftentimes those individuals have mastered the art of disguise. They don't want to reveal that they're struggling in that way. They don't want to share with someone that they really have trouble living with themselves. You know, that embarrassment compounds their view of their self-worth. It's a very easy mindset to fall into. Why would you say that? Well, that's because Everything in the world around us tells us that our value is placed on our abilities. It's placed on our intelligence, our education. It's placed on our image, physically. But consider, you know, what happens when we lose it all? What happens then? What happens to that supermodel when she gets old or she gains a little weight? What happens to that brilliant man or woman that has a stroke? 
more specifically, what happens to you or I if we lose our career? At that point, where you get your feelings of esteem and your personal worth is going to tremendously impact your view of of life. Because when everything that you have, that you placed your value in is gone, where are you? You see, as Christians, we should know our worth. 1 Peter 3, verses 3 through 4, it says, Those adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair, and wearing of gold, and putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. What we learn here is that materialism, all the stuff we may or may not accumulate, Our education, how many degrees we have, how many titles we put before or after our name. Athletics, our ability to get out there and perform a sport. And our appearance, how we physically view ourselves. Be it fit, trim, slim, dressing cute, looking handsome, whatever it is. The reality of this is that none of this impresses God, and actually it can cause tremendous harm in our relationship with our Lord and Savior. This desire is placed on other people. This desire is destining us for failure. Why would you say that? Well, obviously, it's because life is full of naysayers. There's going to be somebody against us every day. Life's going to present very challenging times over its course. And in doing so, there's going to be some really low lows. There's going to be times that just seem to never end. You don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. But we're to remember that God views a meek and quiet spirit as a great prize. Many times individuals are brought into this world under circumstances that they have no control. They're brought into families that that don't show love, don't share compliments, don't build each other up. Matter of fact, they take on the, the identity of being less than those they're around. Other times, other times... We face catastrophic events. Perhaps it's something that takes place at school at a young age. Maybe it's a failure academically, a failure in the career. Perhaps it's something more catastrophic than that as being assaulted in some capacity. But what that does is shake us up. At that point, if we don't know where we gain our worth, it's very tempting to allow that path to take us in a very bad direction. You see, when we take that path, it's easy to become the person that strives to please others because we're looking for the acceptance. And whenever we try to do that, at some point, we are going to focus so much on making other people happy, we're going to forget how to make ourselves happy. 
You know, when this seed, this seed sets in in someone's life where they begin to perceive their value outside of Scripture, it's a long road. At times, there's going to be some ups. But overall, there's going to be some great struggles. And unfortunately, as this goes on and this seed takes root in our life, it starts affecting our communication, how we respond, not only to, to those that are deemed our loved ones, but also how we respond to others in public. It's going to take its toll in the sense that when we are bestowed a compliment out of sincerity, you have doubt justification to discredit that compliment because you're not able to accept it. It's going to prevent us from taking advantage of opportunities because we don't feel that we're good enough. We don't feel that we have what it takes. And we're afraid of failure. going to take a tremendous toll on our relationships because our attitude when we aren't happy with ourselves is such that no one else can be happy with you. And the relationships crumble and unfortunately oftentimes this will lead to not only depression but tremendous anxiety. And for some, it leads to, to prescribed medicine. For others, even right here in the church, for others, it leads to thoughts of taking one's life. And that's awful. You see, for a child of God, a brother or a sister, to feel this way is anything but God's intent. As a matter of fact, God teaches completely against that. You see, this hinders our ability to live a life, the best life that we can, exemplifying what He has called us to do. Jeremiah 1, verses 4 through 10. We read, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Hey, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand, and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my hand, my words, in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. So what do we get from this passage? It's a glimpse of one's self with an understanding of God's view of who we are. See, when God told Jeremiah that he valued him and he had plans for his life, what was Jeremiah's first response? I can't do that. I'm just a child. But what was God's response? God's response was 
to let him know that he wasn't to say that. Let him know that he was with him and that he would give him the words to say and that it was adequate because that was his purpose. You see, God had plans for Jeremiah and he didn't understand it. He didn't grasp it. Jeremiah saw himself in this position as having no value. God saw him as having great value, yet Jeremiah's value had nothing to do with how he viewed himself. And on the other hand, it had nothing to do with how others viewed him. His value mattered because it's how God saw him. You see, some today may not see themselves as having much value, and that's truly unfortunate. So that's not the case. we are to remember that it's God's opinion that matters. And we are to remember that our self-worth should be measured by how we like and accept who we are in Christ. See, the only way this develops is by emphasizing the true value of God's love in our life. See, it's experienced in the heart first. And what's experienced in the heart it manifests itself both mentally and emotionally as confidence. Confidence that we can take on the challenges that life presents us. Confidence that we are of value, that we do matter, and that we can do all things through Christ. We are to trust that God values us and has a task for us in His kingdom because that's what He tells us. As believers, we are to take confidence in that. Yet when we look at our worth from a worldly perspective, there's a possibility that we're going to miss what God has called us to do. Consider Genesis 1 verse 27. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. See, our lives have value because each of us has been created by God's own image. Regardless of what, or what we are capable of doing or what we are not capable of doing, our life finds meaning in the relationships that we have with God. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You see, your Father in heaven has a purpose and a plan for your life, and it's a different plan than any other plan he's tasked any other person with. His intentions for you are unique to you and you alone. But when our value is deemed to be less than acceptable, our mindset is not capable of taking on those challenges, taking on the purpose that God gave us in a manner that's going to maximize our efficiency at doing so. Luke 12, verse 7, But even this, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. 
You see, our Heavenly Father literally thought of us, created us knowing how many hairs were going to be on our head. He had intentions for us long before we even understood or knew who He was. As each of us grows in knowledge, we grow in spirit. We develop an understanding of how we best can serve and bring honor to God, which is all that matters. See, our lives are not to bring honor to other men. When we start placing value in anything outside of scriptures, we are placing value in other people. Now, going back to the passage in Jeremiah, it shows us also an accurate view of oneself and knowing the truth about who we really are. Because remember, at this point in Jeremiah's life, he's just a child in the sense that he had very little experience and understanding. From the world's point of view, he had nothing to, to offer, nothing to bring forward. He was lacking. And had it not been for God putting the words in Jeremiah's mouth, he would have struggled to have anything to say at all. However, God, his creator, our creator, did so because of his unique purpose on earth. God works the same way with you and I today. He's with us so that we can serve the unique purpose we have in the lives we live. God didn't want him to disparage himself. And when we struggle to take compliments, when we struggle to find value and a positive in our life, God does not want us to do that. Disparaging comments tear us down. And he told Jeremiah, don't say it. Don't say that you're a child. Because God was with him. Do we, do we recognize the true blessing that that is? The fact that through God, each of us is something special, do we recognize that? That there is literally an eternal significance to each and every one of our lives. An eternal significance. Yours is separate than mine. Mine than yours. Because we're unique and we're perfect in God's eyes. But without God, each of us is really nothing. There's really no meaning. It's at that point that life is really irrelevant. John 15, verse 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Without God, we're not going to produce the fruit. And that's a difference between us and those that are lost in the world today. You see, it's this that really shows us that without God, we have a meaningless existence. Consider what Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 13. He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Yet with God, we are truly a prized possession. We are a precious in His sight. We matter enough that He allowed His Son to die for you and for me. By remaining in Him, we are told that our lives will produce much fruit. As children of God, we understand the fact that we are all sinners. Then in Romans 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
You see, each of us understands this as a believer, having been baptized into the body. That we sin every day. That we're not a perfect creation, we're not a perfect being. But having that understanding, we also know that we've been justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. See, we're justified through Christ in His grace. 1 Corinthians, another fine example, Paul provides us a list. A list of all the sins, not all, but a lot of the sins that were in the world and are even facing us today. Sin has not changed. But what does he say in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, after stating those sins? He says, And such were some of you, that ye are washed, that ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. So although we're all sinners that struggle daily, at the same time we are loved and valued by God. Again, that is a difference. That is us being different. Romans 5, verse 8, But God commended His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, our Father's love for us is a love that He had for us before we were ever conceived. Our Father's love for us is eternal. He gave His only begotten Son so that we might have the opportunity to spend an eternity with Him in heaven. Might being simply that we choose to worship, obey, and follow His Word. You see, if we fall into the trap in which our esteem is built on, I am worth something because... I do this well, I've accomplished this because I have a lot of friends, because right now I'm, I'm in the in-group. Whatever the, 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 the source is that we choose to place our value, we're destining ourselves to have that terrible self-image, that self-esteem. If you recall, it ties back in even to social media that Jeff spoke on. Our Instagram followers, our snaps daily, and our post likes on Facebook have no merit in God's kingdom. But yet it's easy to get drawn into this thought that people don't notice me. If I wasn't here, nothing would be missed. Life would go on because I'm irrelevant. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Consider John Quincy Adams, President of the United States. Do you know John Quincy Adams is unique in that he has served in elected positions more than any other American? He served as President, he served in Congress, served in the House, and the list just goes on. Had a lot of accomplishments. One of the quotes that he is attributed for stating that the primary purpose of Americans is to spread the gospel. Isn't that the truth? But unfortunately, another quote that he's attributed to took place when he was 70 years old. And he stated, 
My whole life has been a succession of disappointments. I don't have any success in anything I undertook. Where was he gaining his value in life? To serve in that capacity and feel as though he never had any successes. History records that maybe he wasn't the best president, but it also records that he was an excellent statesman. Consider someone else named Robin Williams. Robin Williams was blessed with a talent that very few have. He could make anyone laugh. From a world's perspective, he had everything. Although he was talented and he had everything as it appeared, he never saw his true worth in God. You see, that's the trap. These individuals failed to recognize the value through the eyes of God. The value of the accomplishments that they did make in life. Which means by default, they placed their value on something that tied in to another person. And when we rely on other humans, our focus is flawed. See, when we find ourselves drawn into this trap of finding value in the world, it's only going to fail us. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 18. For he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. For not, not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. See, we've got to recognize that anything we commend ourselves on, our accomplishments, our failures... Sometimes we can be pretty tough on ourselves. It's going to be short-lived. It's only through our Heavenly Father that we can commend and be commended. People don't have the ability to commend us. Only God can. Consider Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. It says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath made great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. You know, this verse really sums it up. We cannot follow the world be it the people, our status, or possessions, whatever it is, without losing confidence. Because it's that confidence in our faith and our walk with the Lord that brings us that great reward. It's that confidence that carries us through. This verse tells us that we are to have great endurance. Great endurance because there's going to be some times that are very tough. There are going to be things that happen to us that are not right. We're going to be blamed for things that we didn't do. We're going to find ourselves down and out. And it's easy to let it drag us down. But this verse tells us that after we've done the will of God, we're going to receive a promise of an eternity in heaven. 
You see, it's his confidence that gives us the real value in our life. Through our confidence in our walk, we realize the incredible value that God has for each and every one of us. And this value is what ensures our self-esteem. Because God's Word doesn't change. And when we follow the words of our Creator, it builds us up. We recognize that we are living the peculiar life we've been called to have. And by carrying a positive self-esteem, a positive self-value. By doing that, we're best positioning ourselves to accomplish God's plan. The plan that he gave us before we were even born. Why? Because we're the children of God. Why? Because we have worth to our Creator. We have such worth that he sent his only son to die for us. You see, a negative self-esteem can do nothing positive in our life. God's intent is for we as Christians to have a tremendous self-value because we are prized in his eyes. God has given us a task to do in this life, a unique purpose that no one shares with you or I. And for us to accomplish that task requires us to be of a mental mindset that we can accomplish it because we cannot do all things with God. When we fail to recognize our value, we tear down the relationships and the influence we have on others. When we fail to recognize our value, we quite possibly are tearing down our relationship with God, our Father. God said we were worth it. God tells us that we are prized. Who are we to doubt God's Word? So this morning, my hope is that if if you're struggling with self-esteem, if you're struggling to find worth, that you recognize how truly amazing we are in God's eyes. We are special. God's blessed us with many blessings in this life. A lot of them we oftentimes take for granted. God's blessed us with a church family here at La Prada. This family has the ability to care, nurture, Lift up in prayer all those that ask or let it be known that they're hurt. Although it's difficult to recognize at times that maybe our self-image isn't where it needs to be. It's difficult to admit God didn't intend you to do this on your own we find ourselves in a position that we truly see no significance in life, that is not what God called you to do. God has great plans for us. But you know, this church family loves you. This church family cares. Your church family wants to assist every opportunity that they have. But it requires you to be vested. To be vested in your family. 
to communicate with your brothers, your sisters, letting it be known that, that life's got you down so that you can be lifted up. If you find yourself in a position where you're struggling in this capacity, I strongly encourage you not only to share it with your brothers and sisters, but take time to assist those in need. When we serve other people, it lifts us up, it lifts our spirits. God intended us to serve. So this morning, if you're hurting, if you're struggling day by day, I encourage you to take advantage of the prayers your family here at La Prada can put forward on your behalf. Or possibly this morning, there's one amongst us that has never been baptized into the body. You are carrying the weight of the world, the sin. You recognize that the value in your life is, is very minimal. Then I'm going to encourage you to come forward, to take care of that, to take on the responsibilities that were uniquely given to you before you were ever conceived. And I would ask, if you're one of either class, to take advantage of this invitation and come forward as we stand and sing the song that's been selected. Do you linger?